Hello and welcome to this latest edition of ED's Susty Talk, our series of audio interviews with sustainability leaders from across the globe to help us all be a bit more connected and a bit better informed. I'm delighted to be recording this episode during the spring of 2023, which is ED's 25th birthday. And I'm delighted to have on the phone someone who has been working in sustainable business um, for many years and pioneering um, the intersection between R&D and sustainability. Um, I have on the phone Bernard Ilgang, the R&D head at Walida, one of the world's largest B Corp certified health and beauty businesses. So thank you very much for your time, Bernard. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. And we, we always start these with an introduction to the business. Um, and obviously, I've got my briefing notes about Willida in front of me. I sometimes see it on the on the supermarket shelves when I'm out and about. But for those who aren't aware, it'd be great to hear a little brief introduction in your words to Willida and a bit about your role there, please. Mm-hmm. So Willida is really the pioneer natural and organic cosmetics and complementary medicine It was founded in 1921, so more than 100 years ago, and the principle of organic and natural cosmetics was laid down in in those times already. Also, um, famous skin food, maybe you know that our product was developed in the late 20s of the last century. Biodynamic and organic farming, the the foundations were laid all the way in this time, so you can really say that Vileda is the founder of natural and organic cosmetics worldwide. And now we're still uh, a leading company in, in Europe and worldwide with certified natural cosmetics. And it's very important to know that um, the unfolding health and beauty in harmony with nature and the human being is our purpose. So our purpose has always been to take the best out of nature and translate it into good products, into good medicinal products, and doing the best for for humans and the and the earth. And this is our purpose since more than 100 years. And for myself, um, I'm responsible for R&D at Vileda, which is product development, like formula development, packaging development. We develop our own active materials. We develop our own fragrances. And of course, nowadays, regulatory is so much important that we have a big group of ladies dealing with regulatory affairs and scientific information in Germany. Um, I'm working in the cosmetic industry for more than 30 years in different functions, R&D, marketing, also sales. So I have quite an experience on that in that field. And additionally, maybe more as a hobby, I'm president of Natru. Natru is one of the most important private labels for certified natural and organic cosmetics. Great. Well, I just know that you have a wealth of information that I can try and tap into over the next 15 um, minutes or so. But something that stood out to me was the fact that I had an, a head of R&D um, approaching me and offering to talk about sustainability. We get so many businesses saying we've embedded sustainability. We don't just have a sustainability department. It's everyone's department's um, work. But in Walida, that seems to be actually, you know, not greenwashing, completely true in the DNA. Um, so it would be great to learn about how the business it works to embed environmental sustainability into R&D. Do you have a sustainability team that you work with and how does your team work with the board to ensure that that synergy? Yeah, I think it's very important that, that sustainability is not part of the task of a little 
group, it's the task of the whole company. Therefore, it's very, very important that uh, the strategy of the whole company um, declares sustainability as one of the most, in, uh, most important um, columns. So if the, the overall strategy is focusing on sustainability, the detailed strategy for R&D, for marketing, for purchasing department, for production, the sustainability has also be, be part of that. Um, I think it's also important that all kinds of investments have to be um, have to be checked. Are they adding? Is sustainability added with this investment or not? And everybody in the company should should have the the focus on that. And because sometimes from time to time we have struggled with marketing. Marketing wants to have more glamorous products, and but sometimes glamorous doesn't mean it's sustainable enough. So we always have to fight, and if the company has the clear target to be as sustainable as possible, then this discussion is 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 more easy to to take. Um, also, it's very important that we have an honest view on sustainability because there's so much greenwashing on the market. Everybody says sustainable, we are sustainable, we are sustainable. What does it mean? It's not clear as the uh, we don't have a legal framework for this. And therefore, it's really important that the company is extremely trustworthy when sustainability uh, has been is concerned. How do we develop products? It's very clear. We have uh, formulated our, let's say, basic rules in what we call development philosophy. So we sit together with a whole R&D team so, and to, to describe how do we develop products, what, what do we use with regards to sustainability? What do we use with regards to new technologies, et cetera, and et cetera? So every um, lab technician on the bench knows which kind of materials he or she to take and which kind of materials he or she doesn't take. Also, it's regarding packaging. It's extremely important that you have, let's say, something like eco-design rules. Eco-design rules describe how the packaging should be um, created which kind of materials are allowed, which kind of materials are not allowed. And to communicate this eco-design rules all over the company, especially marketing, we had this already, to have the same understanding what kind of packaging we are looking into and what kind of packaging is possible with regards to sustainability. With this kind of approach, we managed the last uh, six, six, seven years, for example, to increase the content of recycled material from 10% in our packaging to now more than 65-70%. And last but not least, it's very important to look into the future. We founded a little group we, we called Futurum. Futurum is some sort of startup within our Vileda R&D, and they're looking a little bit more into the future. So they look into new materials, new raw materials, new principles to formulate, and one focus of them is also to find new materials which are more sustainable than the old ones, because still um, that the big use of plastic in, in cosmetics is, is a problem. And we're trying to approach it to find materials which are better suitable with regards to sustainability than plastic. But to be honest, it's extremely, um, it's extremely important to do this, but it's not so easy because when you have um, Products like natural and organic products, they're very sensitive and they have to protect it from the from the outside world, from oxygen, from environmental issues to be stable for a long time. So 
in, in summarizing, we have this, our rule, our rule system we have, uh, we created the last years, and we have this, let's say, more prospective group, the Futurum group looking into new materials, which is a long way, but it's very important to, to, uh, to find new materials in new ways of formulating and making cosmetic products. That's really interesting. That pairing of governance and innovation is really interesting. Um, and there's many points I could have taken and gone forward through it, but you did mention the G word, greenwashing. Yes. <laughs> so I am going to start there. Something that um, a lot of our readers are looking at at the moment. So here in the UK, the Competition and Markets Authority put out the Green Claims Code recently. And at the moment, we know a lot of people are looking at the anti-greenwashing directive um, in the EU. So it looks like there are some moves being made to hopefully improve transparency and and um, end greenwashing. And as you've mentioned, industries like beauty are, um, are rife with it. And hopefully this should be easier, not only for the consumers, but for rewarding companies that are actually doing um, the hard work. So it'd be great to hear about whether you think these policy changes are, are positive and how they've been impacting some of that work you've spoke about over the past year or two. Mm -hmm. I think the Belida has green policies in, 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 in its DNA, so it's our way of working. And we really appreciate efforts from the legislation, from the government, from the authority to um, fight greenwashing and help consumers to take better choices. Therefore, we be fully, um, fully, uh, fully with the idea of the European Commission to, uh, with this green deal stuff. On the other hand, um, of course, you should know that the European Union has the vision, let's just really say vision, for a toxic-free environment. And if you go and think about what is a toxic-free environment, nature has a lot of, I would say, dangerous substances. Alcohol, for example, is a toxin. And if the European Commission says, look, we want a toxic-free environment, we should discuss about your use of alcohol, which is for pub, we see it as a problem, maybe. So it, it, my, my wish to the European Union and to the governments is, please be more precise what you mean with toxic-free environment. Is it only for man-made chemicals, synthetic chemicals, or does it also include natural substances? Essential oils, for example, have been used since thousands of years and have a big benefit for health and, and also beauty. And essential oils are very complex mixtures of sometimes hundreds of substances. And if you follow the logic of this toxic-free environment, you find in, in essential oils from time to time substances which are not so good. So this would mean in the final logic that this essential oil is under, let's say, observation from the authorities. Even if it's been used for thousands of years for the benefit of the human beings. And therefore, um, for me, it's it's really, and we're, at NATO we are fighting for that, to, to ask the Commission, the European Commission, to be more precise and not to uh, go into a process where natural products are endangered, because it's, for me, it would be extremely um, unfavorable if the natural sector comes under attack just to with a with a law that's meant to be for synthetic and man-made substances so this is a, a big discussion going on at the moment and by the way um, each cosmetic product 
it's undergoing a strict safety evaluation. So there's no product on the market without a so-called safety report. So all cosmetic products on the market are safe. And therefore, I think this is important to follow the discussion, assist the European Union for the good reason, but to be to ask them to be more precise what they mean by their visions and policies. That makes sense. We always find that with such sweeping policy that the devil is is in the detail. Absolutely. Um, of, of course, the execution is just as important, if not more so, as the, the vision. And, and something else that's in that vision that I wanted to talk about and the detail that a lot of people are, are talking about is what's happening with streamlining certification mm-hmm. schemes, because something else that um, the directive is looking at is this proliferation of of labels and you could go to the beauty aisle at a supermarket pick up anything and there'd be different um logos on the back um not always clear exactly um what they mean and and we've talked about some of the certifications and claims that Walida makes bioorganic b corp um and so on um so what what do you make of this proposal to make it easier to understand certification schemes and to stop new ones coming out unless they have really strong credentials yeah I think this is very important. As I, as I said before, we don't have regulations on natural and organic cosmetics. Therefore, the private schemes have been founded and Natru, our, where we are part of, is was founded in 2007 and with, let's say, open and trustworthy and transparent criteria. And it is a good move to say which that the, the, the authorities say, look, this seal, this label is um, trustworthy and all these fantasy labels you find on the market and are, are being are greenwashing. And I think I really assist that kind of move and I'm, I really would appreciate if we get more clarity in this. And one of the labels we stepped into is B Corp. B Corp is a little bit more than product certification. Natru is product certification and B Corp certifies the whole company, the whole supply chain. And this makes a big difference because um, that this, the the company is being forced to to make good uh, for the for the humans and for the environment. So the as far as I remember, um, B Corp calls it business as a force to for good. So earn money, find of course profit is necessary to invest into more, doing more good things. And this basic idea from B Corp, I really um, I'm fond of it. I really appreciate that. And from us in R&D, it was, I must say, quite stressful because you do not look only into the product, you look into the whole supply chain. So when we use raw materials, we have to check, is the raw material, is, is, it, is the, the supply chain okay? Are the workers' conditions okay? Are the, is the NHG consumption in the supply chain okay? Also, Preparing the final product is making the cream, making the emulsion. Is the energy consumption okay, or can we do something to lower the energy consumption, and so on? So we've been, I think, more than 100 people at Veleda have been involved in that process, and within more than, I think, one and a half years, we we made it to the to the B Corp certification. But it's a little bit of change in in R&D work. So not just looking into the formula and the packaging, you look into the whole stuff from end to end and this makes it exciting but you have to um, have more things in in mind than than just doing a little bit of r d formulation 
Yeah, our publisher is very close to achieving B Corp certification and we know that yeah. it's a long process. Obviously, we're completely yes. different. We don't have huge, vast supply chains of stuff. You know, we're a mainly yeah. digital yeah, um, publisher, but in any case, it's uh, an illuminating process. And mm. But I'm sure it is a bit different for you guys. As you mentioned, you're a multinational business, a business with a long, um, a long heritage, a business with, as you say, a Absolutely. lot of different... Um, supply chain. So I wanted to get yep. your advice for other businesses that might be in that position for for certifying. I think just uh, you can go to the B Corp homepage and, and just check the um, the questionnaire and see how it works out. And, and it's very surprising. Sometimes little things can have a big influence. So the, the energy consumption in producing some, some, something or producing shower gel or cream is, is quite an important factor. Also, the education of the workers and the, the, the welfare of the workers is also quite important. So really you have to, to check the whole from end to end um, and, and see how it works out. And it's not, a, it's not running by itself. You have to do something. So be careful and do it step by step. And R&D is a major part of that. Of course, in, if you're moving in, if you if you're into uh, fast moving consumer goods, we we found that too that it essentially you think about things you might not have thought about. <laughs> Absolutely, this, this is but it, but it's if you have assistance and and and, and the, the B Corp uh, guys are very helpful. I think this it works out. But you have the, the whole company has to stand behind it, and this is the most important thing. It's it's not a decision by the top management it is a decision of the whole company and the whole company have has to assist it otherwise it doesn't work got it well bernard i'm sure i could talk to you about b corp for another hour at least just alone let alone anything else that we've covered in the last 15 minutes or so um but i know that our time on the call is coming to an end so i'll let you get going thank you very much for guesting on our susty talk you're welcome it was a pleasure